Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Hi, Mike Kapler here for the Growing in Grace podcast with Joel Brzezinski. That's me. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we haven't talked about classic TV for a while, so let me try and blend this into what we started on last week with Rahab. Um, We were talking about Rahab, and and, uh, she was often identified by what she did. She was often called Rahab the harlot, Rahab the prostitute, even years after she had come and gone. You you know the Beverly Hillbillies, right? I knew you were going with the Beverly Hillbillies. I mean, one one of the, the people that I consider a mentor, along with the Three Stooges, maybe Barney Fife and Seinfeld, uh, Kramer from Seinfeld. Um, oh, yeah, good mentor Jeth- right there. Jethro Bodine. I mean, t- to me, Jethro. he, uh, he kind of helped shape me into who I am today. But I think seriously. a lot of us would say that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which which is a sad state of affairs, right? Sure. Especially Cardinals fans, probably. Hey, anyway, now. So Jethro, he, he was always trying to decide what he wanted to be when he grew up. You know, the, granted, the guy spent 12 years getting to the sixth grade, right? But he, he was always trying to decide whether he wanted to be a fry cook or a brain surgeon. <laughs> but but it, he was trying to, he was always trying to decide, what, what do I want to be? Well, people, what, what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, see, we confuse what we want to be with what we do. We, we think they're one and the same, and, and they're not. And, and the Bible helps us to separate some of these things when it comes to our identity in Christ completely separate from the things that we do. And I know some people are going to have a hard time with that. They're going to throw a few Bible verses out here and there out of context and, and you know, try and drag me back down into a works-minded mentality. But when we were talking about Rahab the harlot last week and how she helped out the Israeli spies, you know, basically saved their lives, she expressed this belief in the God of Israel because of the things that she had heard that God had done. And so even that, because she wasn't under the law, even that, Joel, with what she did there was all based upon what she believed. And it wasn't that she believed in herself, uh, her own abilities. Uh, It wasn't that she believed in the law. She didn't have the law. So she didn't have faith in the law, or like many Israelites, she didn't have faith in her ability to try and keep the law. It was just based on belief. I just believe that your God that you worship is the God, and she expressed that belief. So it was belief not in what she does or you know law-based activity or any of that. It was belief in the work of God, not anything to do with the works of law. Yes. And that's, I think, the difference between what you will hear in churches these days, you know, versus what you're not going to hear in church these days. Because uh, in many churches, in many ministries, in many teachings, you're going to hear, this is what the law says, uh, here's the rules, these are the principles, these are the laws, these are the rules that we need to live by, and we need to carefully keep these things, you know, because we have the Spirit. We do have the Spirit of God, and He's going to help us to keep these things. But what we're pointing out here is that these people, such as Abraham, 430 years before the law even existed, 
Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him as righteousness. Like you say, wasn't Abraham believing in himself, his own abilities? Wasn't him believing in a law, because the law was 430 years later. And with Rahab, it wasn't a set of rules or commandments that she was following. There was no law that said, hide these spies. There was nothing that said that. But the reason she did that was because she already believed. She had heard the works of God. She had heard what God had done, and she believed that he was the Lord even though she was a Gentile, even though she didn't have the law. And that's what it's all about. And there's something even greater that we have today. So you read Hebrews 11, for example. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. There was no law that said what what Abel had to offer or what Cain had to offer. It was faith. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God, but was there a law? Was there anything? It was faith. For without faith, it is impossible to please him. The very next verse. And so it was faith through which Enoch pleased God. Noah, uh, Abraham, Sarah, all these people that that Hebrews 11 talks about, they had faith, but it, it had nothing to do with the law. It had nothing to do with following a code of ethics or rules or anything like that. They just believed God. And that is what was their testimony. That is what pleased God. That is what gave them favor in God's eyes was faith. And so what they had was faith. What we have, something even greater. And so I touched on this. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. So Paul says that in Romans 8, 1, and then he goes on to say some more things. You're not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if in fact the spirit of God dwells in you, which he does for us who believe the spirit lives in us. He says, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. And just in the previous chapter in Romans 7, Paul had said that they had to die to the law in order to be married to Christ, in order to be joined to Christ and to bear fruit to God. So what do we have? We have faith. We believe. We believe in God. We believe in his son, Jesus Christ, and we have the Holy Spirit, the spirit of life living in us. He dwells in you, and that's what we have. We don't have a written law of commandments. We don't have a code of ethics that we're supposed to live by. We have faith, something that they had before the law and that Rahab had during the time of the law as a Gentile, even though she herself wasn't under the law, and even greater, we have the Holy Spirit of God living in us. Tell me again why you want to be under the law, <laughs> anyone who's listening. You know, hopefully <laughs> we understand that life is by faith in Christ and his life in us. Yeah, you're starting to sound like Paul there toward the end. Tell me, right. you, you who want to be under law. Exactly. Do you not know what the law says? It was an impossible standard, right? <clears throat> Great points you brought up here. Let me try to just dabble a little highlight on them. The great faith chapter, Hebrews 11, by faith, by faith, by faith, and it goes on and on. Many of those people, perhaps not even under the law, some were, but it wasn't because of the law that faith was involved. You see, because Paul explained that the law was not of faith. It wasn't based right. upon faith. It was based upon works. <laughs> and and, and those are on the opposite end of the spectrum. As, as much as religion will try to tell you that they are not, they are. 
and, and in the case of, of Rahab, Joel, you pointed out, you made a great point, I think, on last week's program, that if Rahab had not hid the spies, she still believed in God. She still justified because of that, just like Abraham. Abraham wasn't justified because of what he did. And Paul made that clear in the book of Romans. And, and so th- this is very important to understand that it, it's, n- it's just not based upon what we do. This thing by faith, what, really what that means is believing in God's ability and not your own. That's the difference. But none of that stuff in Hebrews 11 was based upon works of the law because works of the law weren't based on faith. The other thing I would point out, based on what you said, Joel, is uh, what Paul was trying to explain to some people in in Galatians chapter 2. And it came down to this, that both Gentiles and Jewish people, Gentiles without the law, Jewish people who had been under the law, were saved and justified not by works of the law, but by belief in Jesus Christ. Both groups would be justified in that way. And he goes on to say something that I'm sure many people are familiar with, but when you really soak it into the context of what Paul was saying throughout Galatians chapter 2, it means even more. He says, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. It's a different covenant. He loved me. He gave himself for me. And here's, here's where I wanted to go with this. Verse 21, Galatians chapter 2, I do not nullify the grace of God. For if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose, or he died in vain. And so people sometimes say, but man, we, we need those rules. You know, you think about the stone tablet commandments and all that, and you think people need those rules to guide them. Well, Jesus said we would have a different guide than that. He called him the, the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit would be the teacher. He would be the guide. He would be the one to whom uh, lives through us. He's the one who, who motivates us and, and teaches us by grace on, on how to avoid ungodliness. And it's just amazing to me how many people who are stuck in church week after week have a hard time getting this. It's just mm-hmm. when it's 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 kind of like you know the, the kindergarten of understanding the gospel. Yeah. So what you just read there. Look at the contrast in Galatians two. Uh, I I just think this is outstanding. This is this is something that I like what you're getting at here, where Paul says through the law I died to the law, so that I might live to God. That's verse 19 of Galatians 2. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the law. No, (laughs) I live by faith in the Son of God. He's just finished, he just got finished saying he died to the law. And so now it's a new life. He's been crucified with Christ. Now it's a new life. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me and the life which I now live in the flesh. So in this human body, as long as I'm alive in this human body, the life which I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So two highlights here. Well, three. One thing we know that we're living by faith. It's by faith. We live by faith. Two It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So there's the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ. You know, Paul talks about the Spirit of Christ elsewhere, the Holy Spirit of God. It's the Spirit of Christ who lives in us. And I live by faith 
and I do not set aside the grace of God. So it's a life that's by faith. It's a life where we have died and we have new life and it's Christ who lives in us and it's by the grace of God. It's being dead to the law. It has, has nothing to do with the law. And that's what's brilliant and wonderful about this life in Christ. It's about God. It's about him. It's about, how, how are you saying it? It's just, we, we understand the, the work that God has done. We focus on the work that God has done and what he does in us. It's not like his... It's not like he's just sitting there in heaven just looking down on us as righteous people, but he's actually active in our lives. He lives in us. And uh, so we look to see what he's doing, and he lives He lives in us. So you got faith, you got the Holy Spirit of God, you got grace, and that's what our life is based upon. No rules, not about the rules. And I know that scares people. We need the rules. We need the, we need the, the guidelines to help us. They didn't have it before the law. Rahab didn't have it as a Gentile, and we today, we have something even better. We have faith, we have grace, we have and, the Holy and Spirit And Joel, I us. just want to say that when they did have them, guess what happened? Sin increased. Sin increased. And it wasn't a faith, that the law wasn't a faith, and, and sin abounded. Sin increased. <laughs> so we've got it so much better, so let's live by the Spirit, let's live by faith, let's live by the grace of God, trusting in Him, His life in us and not in our fleshly abilities to try to keep rules. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.